Alrighty. So, welcome to the Use Case Podcast. Ryan, myself, we've got Ty on. Uh, Ty, would you do us a favor and introduce yourselves? Tell us a little bit about your company. Yeah, thanks, William and Ryan, for having me on here. Uh, I'm Ty. I'm uh, the co-founder and CEO of Angle Health, and we uh, provide full-service health plan products uh, and, and really uh, anything that kind of falls under that healthcare benefits umbrella uh, to employers. So people would be familiar with like who's in the space that's the you know ten thousand pound gorilla that people would might be familiar with their brand. Yeah, so when you think about traditional health plans and, and health insurance providers, you're probably thinking about uh, the big ones like United Healthcare, mm-hmm. Anthem, yep. Cigna, Aetna, Humana. And so you with with what you're doing, you can you can provide any of those uh, solutions to a company, right? Yeah. So so we uh, our our products are truly full service health plans where we provide kind of all of the administrative services uh, uh, around accessing healthcare, accessing your healthcare benefits, um, as well as the insurance coverage itself. So um, part of our company is actually operating a a fully licensed health insurance carrier. Oh, um, cool. So, uh, that, that's unique. That's truly unique. Yeah, Mo- yeah. Most of them either play one side or the other. They either do provide the insurance or there's technologies, you know, like historically, like a B-Swift or mm-hmm. benefits, whatever. I can't remember. Out of South Carolina. They would provide just the tech, but the tech mm-hmm. was agnostic as to who the carrier was. And y- y'all, y'all have put the two together but if your customers want to use Cigna or somebody else like that I would assume you don't care if they're using the benefits technology well so so we actually we're, we're fairly full stack in that we're so we are replacing um, your, your the two. health insurance company entirely and oh that's cool yeah everything that uh, your employees if, if if you've gone with angle health uh, yeah. as your health plan then your employees are covered by Angle Health, and uh, all of the all of the the support around that is also provided through Angle Health and through our care team. We also provide um, access to twenty four seven telehealth and telemedicine services around uh, ur- virtual urgent care, virtual primary care, um, virtual behavioral health, etc. For for everyone that's listening, some are watching, some are listening. What's the story behind Angle Health? What what prompted you to to jump into this space? Yeah, that's a great question. So my co-founder, Anurban, and I, before starting Angle Health, we were both engineers at a large tech company called Palantir Technologies. Mm-hmm. Um, there, uh, we, we uh, worked very closely on AI ML strategy and, and working with very, if you're familiar with Palantir's, yeah. uh, Palantir's business, um, we worked with very large organizations um, government and healthcare, two of Palantir's biggest verticals, um, where uh, we essentially would replace the data infrastructure at these large, generally very legacy companies. So we got a very uh, uh, deep insight into kind of into how a lot of these larger or- organizations operated. Um, for me personally, I grew up in a relatively low-income family. So my parents were immigrants to the U.S. Uh, they um, didn't have an education. They worked blue-collar jobs their entire careers. Uh, my 
uh, family also has multiple chronic diseases, um, but they're the kind of people that couldn't afford to take time off work to go to things like in-person doctor's appointments or um, uh, take care of their own health like that. Uh, one of the realizations, one of the insights that we had um, coming out of Palantir and, and, and seeing how these large organizations operated uh, was uh, over the past um, 10 plus years or so, 10, 15 years or so, there's been this explosion of new ways of receiving medical services when it comes to things like telehealth and telemedicine and behavioral mm. health programs and, and digital pharmacies and, and uh, all, of these, all of these services that are still today uh, offered very much outside of kind of the uh, kind of core care coordination through your health plan. Uh, and for better or for worse, the way that the vast majority of Americans access healthcare is through their health insurance is through, right. and is through their employer. Right. So the vast majority of health insurance in the U.S. is employer-sponsored. Um, but these these new ways of receiving medical services are still very disconnected from, from health plans um, and from your traditional health insurance. Uh, and it wasn't until that experience at Palantir that we kind of that we realized or that I saw why, even though all of these new ways of receiving medical services, these new products exist for that would really benefit people like my parents that um, uh, couldn't couldn't take like an hour off work because that meant an hour less of income for them. Um, uh, the only way to really kind of bring up bring these bring these kind of services into the fold was to rebuild kind of how rebuild the technology stack so uh, the infrastructure behind the scenes and in turn the operations for how we're actually um, delivering and covering these kinds of services uh, for for uh, uh, what we call our members or for patients what was harder to build the carrier side of the business or the software um, well I, I would I would argue that, uh, I mean, it's, it's all gonna, software. <laughs> I, I, know. I would I argue, to. yeah. The, I mean, obviously, there there are there are regulatory processes and right, and, right, and things right. you can go through there. But I would argue that, uh, and this was this was very core to kind of our thesis with uh, building this company is that uh, uh, in order to rebuild what it means to access healthcare and, and the services that are delivered through there, uh, you really have to rebuild kind of the, the, the infrastructure from the ground up. Right. I can see that. So next question for me is you've given us the why, which is the origin story, which is, you know, it's important for the, you know, for the audience to understand why. Um, and again, combining these two, you kind of, I think there's a, the the two at least historically benefits management software on one side, carriers on one side. Sometimes it's synced in a in a in a in a, in a good way, but most often it's not mm -hmm. uh, synced in a in a real proper way. So, like, I get that. Now, what what has been in if any? What are the objections? that you faced uh, to having all of it in one place? Or have you? I mean, I don't want to be assumptive and say that you have, but what would be, if there is any, what would be the objections? Yeah, so I would say, um, I would say this is, and this is actually the feedback that we've gotten from a lot of our partners that we work with. And, and we, we work very closely with 
with brokers, with general right. agencies, with benefits consultants who are working directly and advising um, employers and our ultimate customers on on what to purchase and 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 what kind of coverage to get. Uh, uh, our, our, our goal there is really to simplify the process from end to end as much as possible, make it as low lift as possible from the upfront process of getting a quote, being getting uh, going through underwriting, uh, all that, all the way through to onboarding, enrollments, and, and then actually accessing care for our members, for, for these companies' employees. And uh, one, of the, one of the biggest pain points there across all of these different, uh, even even within just the health insurance piece, but especially across all the other benefits that uh, employers are bringing on board around kind of the healthcare side is the implementation. All of these, none of these um, products and services are uh, talking to each other when it comes to enrollments and when it comes to eligibility and 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 all of that stuff. Um, our goal uh, has really been to to streamline that as much as possible. So. Through through Angle Health, uh, we're facilitating all of that all of that implementation piece and that onboarding piece, so that um, when your employees uh, are enrolling in their healthcare coverage, we're also able to pass that information along to the other kinds of services that either uh, we're providing directly, Angle Health is providing directly, or that we're partnering um, uh, with. Whether it's like a digital health program. Um, right. Chronic mm-hmm. disease management program at Health Telehealth Telemedicine Services service that you're purchasing um, alongside Angle Health, or it's um, uh, something, yeah, something that we're delivering in house uh, to you. Take it, take us through the journey here. One, what types of companies, what size of company should be considering Angle Health, but also what is that process, right? They're not just coming to your site, filling out a demo, all that stuff, but like walk us through that process. Who Who is it? Who should be talking to you? Who should consider you? Yeah. Who shouldn't be considering you? Yeah. Yeah. So so we serve companies of all sizes, but our sweet spot is really in, in – uh, our goal is 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 really targeting that small to medium sized business market where oh, we've seen, I think, a huge gap, yeah. especially when it comes yeah. to uh, benefits that actually meet the needs of right. their employees. Mm-hmm. Um, right. What we see in the market today is essentially these like very fixed, very rigid products that are kind of like one size fit all. Um, uh, that that may or may not even meet the budgets of of many of these companies. For us, we uh, one of the biggest values that we deliver, I think, um, is being able to provide fully custom health plan products to these small and medium-sized businesses. We're able to do that because of the infrastructure and the technology that we've mm-hmm. built to um, to to configure to easily configure uh, these products for um, for these companies. And uh, what we're what we're seeing is a lot of adoption around. Uh, uh, around customizing products to meet both the employer's budget and also the, the healthcare needs of their employees. So, so really that, that SMB okay. space, I would say um, most of our customers are in like the 20 to 500 employee range. Totally we, underserved, yeah. totally yeah. underserved market. That's well, I love the thesis and I love the market as well. So take us into a great question, right? Uh, take us into What's table stakes now in benefits and what are some of the more innovative things that you're seeing customers do with benefits? 
Yeah, um, I would I would say uh, table stakes today, particularly, and it, and it does vary depending on yeah. kind of like segment of customer, like size sure. of customer. But um, uh, generally, for especially for smaller companies, they're uh, either not offering coverage at all or offering very kind of minimal or light light products, whether it's just like um, uh, like certain supplemental coverages or just like minimum essential coverage. Um, or they're, or, or they're not, yeah, they're not offering anything. Um, and then, uh, on the other end, you have, you have these, uh, uh, really, really big companies, usually companies in, in like, um, tech or like finance or, or professional services that are offering very, very rich benefits that are purchasing like the, the best, the most coverage on their health plan and then buying up all these services that that only one two percent of their employee population uses, like um, like uh, uh, these chronic disease management programs and these um, care navigation services and stuff that are still totally disconnected from right. the health plan and the actual financial service itself. Uh, we're we're very much kind of bridging that gap for especially for these small and medium sized businesses where they don't need a compromise on. Uh, the the quality of the, the quality of access that they get to these healthcare services, um, but also in a way that uh, uh, will meet their budgets and will meet the needs of their employees. So um, uh, we want we want to deliver services that uh, that are customized to and that are kind of tailored to the individual needs of each person, and and ultimately. Uh, for us, we're a very member-centric company, so so we we focus very heavily on kind of the experience of the individual consumer, um, and and our goal is to both enable that customization on the employer side. So if an employer wants to purchase up all of these products, that's uh, that's great, um, but also be able to provide a very tailored approach when it comes to the individual healthcare experience. Where um, if we identify certain services that are uh, going to be beneficial to to that particular member or patient because of uh, certain aspects of of their healthcare needs. Then we're also proactively um, navigating and guiding members to these services, and in in many cases, uh, providing coverage for them. So allowing members to access it with little to uh, no additional costs. So you'll love this statement. Uh, it's uh, and I've said this before at benefits conferences. Uh, a benefit isn't a benefit unless people use it, right? Yeah. So what we so what so what we used to do years ago in benefits is we would prune, we would look at you know adoption, consumption, usage, etc., and then we next year we would prune the things that weren't really consumed. Yeah. We'd add some new stuff, pet insurance, whatever. We'd add some other benefits uh, in there, et cetera, uh, other health benefits, et cetera. Um, what's your take on, on usage and, and how do you, yeah. how do you kind of convey to the benefits manager and uh, all the folks in total rewards, like what's actually working? Yeah, and Ty, before yeah. you answer that, the because I was going to ask a similar question, but I want to add on to that because it'll be the same in the same breath. Doubtful, yeah, doubtful. doubtful. it's never as good. I, I know, doubtful. I know. So, way back like last year, right? You guys had a round, right? You, you, you raised some some cash, and we'll talk about that a bit later. But what are you doing in, in that same breath? What are you doing that's different to make this fun? Not that healthcare is fun, 
get it, right? Like people don't, they're not be. like, yay, I get to go. But like, what is different, right? Like SMB is a very different beast. And so in that same kind of breath, let's, let's take a look at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So William, to address kind of your, your, your question there, um, I think, I think it's really interesting um, when you think, when you, when you look at how, uh, and I think this is particularly true, particularly true of larger companies, um, how they look at kind of these benefits decisions right. and like what kinds of products and, and, and benefits to offer. And, um, and then when you look at the actual, particularly within the healthcare space and the digital health space, the, the services themselves, um, when it comes to like uh, virtual chronic disease management programs, for example, um, so, uh, programs offered by companies like Omada Health and Livongo, and, and, mm-hmm. and I mean, there's, there's hundreds, probably thousands of these companies today. Uh, uh, these, uh, many of these programs are very much clinical programs or medical services, um, that have proven efficacy for the right profiles of people. They're not effective for everyone, but if you can find the right, the, the right kind of profile of, of patient then they're actually extremely effective for, for those. Um, but when you think about how those are distributed today, so, so the vast majority of these kind of programs, these clinical programs are still distributed through employer benefits and through a large company contracting with this digital right. health company, paying them five, six, seven figures a year for their employees to access. Um, access them when in fact the, the actual uptake, the usage is, is very low. Um, what's interesting, what, what is interesting about that when you look at the data is that, um, and when you, when you look at kind of like the psychology of these decisions is that, um, companies understand that the usage is very minimal, but, uh, but it's still worthwhile for them to provide this as a benefit because to the employees and to candidates, it feels, it feels like they're getting a, uh, much richer benefits, even though they're never going to use it. Right. So right, that, right. <laughs> that's one thing that's interesting about kind of like these benefits decisions. Yeah. Uh, it's, I would say it's, it's a little separate from kind of like what we're, what, what, what we focus on and that like, we're very much focused on actually, and on actually ensuring that like our members, that employees Use. are getting, are getting uh, the services that they need to Smart. ultimately prevent, uh, prevent um, major medical concerns yeah. or, or, or deliver that kind of truly preventative health going forward. Nobody but, wants to use um, life insurance, but you got to have it. <laughs> I, I think when you mentioned candidates, I think you nailed that, that people are looking at it if you're offering these things and it's usually both the candidate and their family, you know, uh, whatever that, that candidate looks like. And uh, there, there are plans that are more attractive than other. However, are they being used? is is always it keeps benefits managers up at night like this isn't new um they you it's it's almost a tussle at least the way it's been explained to me a tussle between finance and hr hr wants to create a benefits you know plan where people will use it Mm -hmm. whereas cfos and finance are like yeah we want to do that (laughs) too but we don't really want to do for five yeah we don't really yeah, we don't really want them to use it. It's like, uh, yeah, that's not that's yeah. the the two don't really make. So I'm not, I don't want to portray finance that that badly, but you know what I'm saying. It's like one doesn't meet the other at where it should. It's like this is a benefit, 
for yeah, yeah. your employee and your candidate. It's it should be treated. They have that different way. goals. And, yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah, and I, I would right. actually, I would actually argue. Go getting to your question, Ryan. I would actually argue our goal is to uh, hopefully bridge kind of that divide between the the HR benefits team and the finance team, where we're oh, able cool. to where where what what the HR team is is really looking for the people talent acquisition team is really looking for is uh, being able to deliver very compelling, very, very yeah. compelling, rich compensation benefits packages that right. will attract the best candidates. Um, and the, obviously the finance side is trying to minimize the <laughs> expense of that as much as yeah. possible. Um, uh, right now it's a very inefficient system where you right. have like your, your core health insurance coverage that you're purchasing from this large health insurer, and then you're buying up all these services on top of it because you think that that will uh, 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 attract greater talent and hopefully hopefully also help some of your employees. Right. But um, for, for us at Angle Health, and I, I think this is what is, uh, uh, what is a differentiator, is that uh, we're, we're delivering them this service and these products that encompass uh, 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 that encompass kind of all, all these services uh, and all and, and these other products that they're that they're otherwise purchasing separately, right. um, delivering it to them in a way that's uh, potentially more cost uh, effective on like the pure dollar side. Um, definitely more cost effective when it comes to like uh, uh, implementation and, and onboarding. Where like before you have like these like five or ten different healthcare services or systems yeah. that you then have to like separately enroll mm -hmm. and onboard onto. Um, now we're consolidating a lot of that and handling a lot of right. that. Well, the, and the, and the uh, end result, the, the end result is you have a platform like your platform. It's, is, a, better it's a better experience for them. So, so let's, let's mm -hmm. jump into that. Take, take us through the, the process. Hey, hey wait, you asked him about funding oh, earlier. Yeah. Uh, your thesis on the use of funds, when you when you did that round, you know, you, you know, there's a PowerPoint slide, right? So at one point you have to talk about where <laughs> you're going to spend the money or how you're going to spend the money. All right, we get the bit. Like, uh, so because Ryan asked that question, yeah. I want to make sure that we do talk about it because you're growing and you're going to market, you you know, and you're doing a lot of cool stuff. But I'd love for the audience to know, okay, this is what we thought we were going to do. This is what we're doing, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera. Yeah. Um... I would say so. So one thing that I think is is uh, is pretty cool about what we've done and and, and what we've kind of uh, both pitched to the market and have brought to the market is is um, from the very beginning, even from when we when we uh, were going through Y Combinator and and uh, raised our first round of funding, our seed round, and everything. The original vision that we that we had set out um, to kind of uh, realize hasn't really changed um, uh, all the way through over these past four plus years now. Um, uh, and I, I think I think a lot of a lot of it uh, we're actually seeing what's really cool is that we're, we're seeing kind of the results of where today um, our members they don't uh, necessarily see us as just this financial layer that you have to deal with, uh, which is I think how a lot of people think about. Health insurance, um, but really a partner in health, where we have we have members that come to us as uh, a first point of contact for 
anything healthcare related, whether it's administrative questions about their benefits, questions about um, providers, things like that, um, or whether it's clinical, uh, uh, like they just got stung by a bee or something. Um, and because we're providing a platform that that uh, uh, one provides that kind of top tier member customer experience uh, with with that level of support, where we're actually um, able to guide our members towards things like the, our telehealth or telemedicine service um, to get to talk to a real doctor um, or uh, provide recommendations or or direction on in terms of what facilities or what what kinds of providers. Um, uh, 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 would be best to kind of meet their needs. Um, we're really, we're really, uh, fundamentally different in the way that people actually approach us as their health plan when you yeah. compare us to, um, many of the incumbents. Yeah. So, so take us through the, the buying journey here. So I'm a small business. I've got 150 employees and we're on the market, right? We're, we're out there looking, what does that look like for me? Right. After all, we're talking about the use case, right? Let's, let's get into it. What does that journey look like for me? Yeah, so so we work very closely, like I mentioned earlier, with brokers, general agencies, benefits consultants, mm -hmm. um, and we actually prefer we we prefer to uh, work through these partners rather than directly right. with yep. the, um, companies right. themselves. And a lot of that is really because um, these. Uh, uh, these brokers and agents, they're the ones that understand, understand these companies yep. and, and their client, ultimately their clients the best. Um, uh, they've, they have a long history with them and obviously we want to have a very long history with them as well. Um, but, uh, uh, we find that work, we find that working through, working through these partners, um, really streamlines kind of the, the. Yeah uh experience for both the employer themselves so now the employer is no longer the one kind of like shopping all of these products or anything <laughs> uh, uh and then the and then we're simplifying the process for the for the brokers to make it as easy as possible for them to get to get the quotes to get um uh uh to get people onboarded to kick off open enrollment and all that stuff we fully digitized this entire process so uh we're actually able to provide instant uh uh instant quotes with just a member level census from the company or from the broker. Um, and from that, uh, we can, we can very quickly move into, uh, assuming, um, uh, if they've decided to go with angle health, very quickly move into, uh, kicking off open enrollment and actually onboarding the company's employees and, 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 uh, our members. So it, it really is a, a very streamlined and a fully digital process for us today where, um, uh, I mean, even just the fully digital piece, I think is pretty, is pretty revolutionary within the space, which is, I know is a fairly low bar, but, but the standard, <laughs> the status quo today is very much, uh, either like paper forms. We've, we have, we've had brokers like literally take like stacks of paper forms to, to, to employers to, to fill out. Um, but the status quo is, is very much still like faxes, like very large, bulky PDF oh, yeah. documents, not even like like digital forms. Did you say fax? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not so F-A-C-T. I mean, the, <laughs> the healthcare industry Can you spell still that? operates on fax. <laughs> so, so I want to tap into the, first of all, I love the indirect uh, sales yeah. model and working with, especially at that level uh, of, of company size. 
it, it can be with benefits brokers, it can be an older market. And so I'm, I want to get your take on, okay, how do you, how do you train them on what you do? That's different, obviously clearly different than, than what other folks are doing. So how do you kind of arm them with the tools that they need so that they can yeah. go out and properly represent you in the marketplace? Yeah. Um, so we, we build close relationships with our, with our distribution partners. Um, we, we educate them on our products, on, on the angle health experience. We provide them materials um, that they're able to then educate their, their, their clients on. Um, and really at the, at the end of the day, we show them, we, we, uh, when, when they, when they bring business to us, when they sell business with us, they experience the, the, the efficiencies and, and, and all of the underlying technology that we've built to support that. Um, so, so I would say, uh, I mean, that is always a, that is always a challenge in the beginning and especially right. for us as an, as a newer company, as a new, newish health plan, um, there's always kind of that like early period of skepticism and, and, right. and, and, and learning. Um, but once our, once, once our partners get comfortable with us, once they see the efficiencies that we're driving, we see, uh, uh, today we see a very high volume of, of opportunities, um, come to us where, um, we're able to, because it's, it's so easy to just get a quote from us to get to, to, um, uh, get the, to customize these benefits. Uh, our, our goal is to really meet our distribution partners where they're at. We, we want to fit into kind of their existing workflows. And at the end of the day, we want to save them as much time as possible. So, um, we've built a lot of tools to, to, to do that for them. Uh, what's the, what's the end goal for you guys here? Is it, is it, is it just continue growing? Talk, talk about that. Mm. Yeah, uh, our our goal really is to, um, I think, like many startups, uh, is, is but particularly in our industry, I think is we we want to build as big of a company as possible here, while uh, and and uh, uh, we think that'll happen as we get closer to kind of achieving our our mission and our our, our vision of what we set out to do, where um, we really are fundamentally changing the way that that people approach and access healthcare. And, and hopefully, I mean, we, we want to fundamentally change the way that, that uh, healthcare is accessed and exists within our society um, to one that is much more open, much more transparent, much uh, where, where members or patients don't have to be their own advocates, but have a, have a resource um, where it's not up to them to, to have to, understand the complexities of health insurance or how to navigate the healthcare system. Um, we want to, we, the analogy that I, uh, used to make a lot that I, that I still really like is we want to make navigating the healthcare system for members as easy as tools like Uber, Lyft, or Google maps have made navigating the physical mm -hmm. world. Um, where if you think about it, we've gone from these things like paper maps to tools, <laughs> uh, like MapQuest, where you, Yahoo you maps. Yeah, where you have to you you enter in your destination, it gives you directions, but you still have to like print it out and navigate yourself. Today we have we have navigation, we have ride sharing services. All yeah. really, all you have to do is enter your destination, there. and right. technology. You don't even need to need to read street signs or anymore, yeah. or anything anymore. It just tells you turn left, turn right. You just follow directions. Yeah. Um, 
I can even tell you the name of the street two blocks down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, fun, I don't even know if it's funny or sad. I'm, I'm driving yesterday. My phone the other day, my phone died. I was ten minutes from my house. I got so lost, it was insane. Like I literally got lost. I had to stop at a store to get me back yeah. onto the main road. Like I couldn't figure it out, That's and it was ten minutes away. Though. See, it was at nighttime though. So, I have the uh, you know I have the opposite experience. Last week, uh, Van was doing swimming merit badge in Plano. I had only been there once, two years before. Mm-hmm. Phone dies on the way there. Actually, service, my SIM card died. So a service died, um, and I found it on my own. Yeah, but you're a Boy Scout. Just by <laughs> you should, yes, you should find that. You should know. But you don't get, you don't get literally. Van, that. <laughs> but Van was fascinating. He's like, how did you remember this place? I'm like, yeah. Eh, just my, my wife can remember years and years ago how did i oh yeah i i cannot i i was i was lost well all the things that you've done wrong she's she's got all those yeah everything you've done wrong there's a there's something you you mentioned y combinator i'm fascinated how crazy did they look at you and think of you and your founder co-founder when you said you wanted to build this isn't a small build (laughs) you didn't build like recruiting uh software or an assessment or something like that this is a massive undertaking. So, like, what did they? What did, first yeah. of all, did they question like your sanity, or did they were they excited by what you were thinking about? Yeah, I mean, I I think they were extremely excited by what we were by what we were thinking about, and I uh, I think I think one of the one of the really great things about the um, about the industry or the, about this world that we're in about the 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 tech world and the startup world is that um, no one looks at you crazy for account for, for, for these huge ideas uh, uh, because that, that's, that's what uh, ever, I think everyone else around you is, is just as crazy as trying to build something as big and, and uh, uh, really build something that's truly kind of transformational on a, on a, on a global uh, level. Some companies, on a on a galactic level, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. right? Um, right. Uh, so that they're extremely supportive, and they continue to be extremely supportive of, oh, that's of cool. everything we're doing here. Um, so yeah, it was a definitely an incredible experience going going through that. Um, and I would highly recommend, uh, especially for any first time founders, I would highly recommend. Uh, uh, at least finding mentors like that, but going, but definitely uh, going through programs like Y Combinator. So, a couple buy side questions, real quick. One is, is as you're taking a broker or your team's taking a broker, uh, I don't have a broker network through the demo. What's the favorite part for you or for them to see? We call it the aha moment, right? Like you know, when you get them to this place, they're gonna go, huh? What? Oh, that's cool. You know that you've got one of those. You might have many of those, right? I get that. But what is that for you? Yeah, I would. I would say there's actually been there's actually quite a few, and it's been a it's it's been a very iterative process with our distribution partners, where um, they're telling us things like, uh, like we've been waiting for this for ten years. Like when, it, especially when it comes to things like, like that's, that's actually good to hear. Um, but everything from like when we're able to provide instant close with member level census to 
customize customizing plan designs and 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 benefits down to things like cost sharing, like deductibles and copays and co-insurances and and things like that. Um, uh, to being able to choose uh, to customize on things like provider networks or um, uh, pharmacy, what pharmacies are in network, things like that. Um, uh, really all along, all, I would say all along that, that kind of uh, sales process have been uh, aha moments uh, that we've, that, that we've iterated on and that we've, that we've kind of gotten to through working closely with these distribution partners with, with our brokers and, and, and taking in their feedback. on. on are, are you getting any pushback anywhere during, during this process? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, uh, I would say the biggest, the biggest pushback that we get, um, is, is the, is the fact that we are a relatively new company. Right. Um, it's, and something like purchasing a health plan or health insurance is a very conservative decision in that 100%. Like, it's one of the biggest line items on any company's, uh, yeah. expenses. And it has a very uh, huge impact on the financial and physical mm-hmm. well-being of your employees. So this is it's, it's definitely a in industry in a situation where um, that kind of old adage holds true. Of uh, maybe it's not true anymore, but no one no one gets fired for buying IBM. Hundred um, percent. That's, that's kind of true of, yeah. of of the healthcare benefits market as well when it comes to your core health insurance coverage. So I would say that that's been the biggest hurdle um, uh, that we face. But I think as we continue to grow, as we continue to kind of like prove ourselves in the market, um, uh, we are seeing that uh, shift, especially um, when it comes to seeing uh, our renewals and companies that have been with us for three years now, ever since we, since we first launched. And Ryan, what Ty won't tell you is that sometimes benefits brokers have kind of long-term contracts with certain carriers. And so even though they're independent objective, mm-hmm. they're not as an independent objective as you would like to for them to be. So he can't tell you that, but I can. So <laughs> uh, uh, questions that you'd love to hear from brokers, you know, like you just like, you know, they get it. But they're asking maybe the wrong questions or they're asking the right questions. You know, you've had this bit, your team's had this bit where you get a brokerage, either a firm, an individual, et cetera, and, and you know, 10 minutes into it, okay, they get it. Like, this is this is going to be easy. Like, we just, now, we just need to onboard them and get them going. And the opposite also is true. You get them on there and you're, you're pushing that ball uphill the entire time trying to get them to understand and it's like at one point you're like, okay, they're just not yeah. gonna get it. <laughs> um, I would say for the for the first part, um, I think it. I think it's a lot of those aha moments, so like mm-hmm. when uh, or or questions that lead to those aha moments, like when when brokers ask us like, how quickly can we get a quote, or like how quickly, <laughs> how quickly how how quickly can we onboard, or how. Uh, uh, even I mean, uh, when it comes to when it comes to things like we we literally sell and onboard customers very last minute, like like on the thirtieth right. or thirty first for a start date of the next day, or um, yep. 
uh july 1st for for the half year folks yeah 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 um so you're so you what i understand there is you can you can and i think you said it earlier uh in in a podcast you can get somebody live fast so you can yeah. stand you can stand them up. It's actually one of your differentiators, as you can stand them up fast. This isn't a process yeah, we, that takes. We can quote and have them go live extremely quickly. Within, uh, I mean, we could we could probably do it in as quickly as a as as a day if we uh, wow if we really got all of the information that we right. Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest the biggest uh, uh, blocker there is just getting the information right. historical um, data. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, that's 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 definitely that's definitely uh, when when brokers ask us, yeah. how, how quickly can we get up and running? That's, that's well, because think about it from their perspective. The faster they get a quote, the faster they can get somebody on board. Yeah. The faster they get started on the payment train, start, yeah. you know. So that makes sense. It's within their interest for them to uh, want want it faster. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian, I don't have any other questions. Do you have no, anything? I'm good, man. I, I I really enjoyed the conversation, Ty. I love what you guys are 100%. doing. I think I'd love for you to come back on, you know, in another year, six months to a year, and and let's track some of these uh these updates you guys are running. Yeah, right before your IPO, <laughs> right, 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 right before the IPO. <laughs> Just but seriously, I, I I echo everything that Ryan yeah. said. Love what you've what you you've built and what yeah. you're building. It's just wonderful. Yeah, really appreciate you guys having me on here as well. I had a lot of fun. Definitely would be happy to come back on. Absolutely. And thanks for coming on. And thanks for everyone listening.